Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Vontae Davis's retirement party, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa coming at you for our ninth season. Jenna, how are you this week? Your uh, beloved Cowboys vanquished my uh, beloved Giants, so all must be right with your world. I would, I would say sorry, but I'm not. That would ring very inauthentic, so I'm not going to even try. Um, other than that, the you know Seattle really blew it with the uh, the under I had on Monday night, so I'm still a little salty about that. But we're moving on. It's a new week. We've got a whole new slate of games here. I'm actually I'm fairly excited about most of these games this week. There aren't any like real bad stinkers for the most part here. But like for the most part, I feel like these will be relatively competitive. So I'm excited for week three. My fantasy teams are a little beat up, but I'm sure yours are too. Well. I think we were both, if I'm not mistaken, I think we were both 11-4-1 with our picks. Uh, yeah, we did We week. did all right. Yeah, there were um, six games we disagreed on, and we went 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, We, we yeah. each got three of those games right, and so far there have been nine games this season that we've disagreed on. You've been right four times, I've been right four times, and then we have the infamous Cleveland-Pittsburgh uh, Tie week Stick one. with so, us, guys. Uh, the height of mediocrity. So far. <laughs> well, when we disagree, we're mediocre. But other than that, I'd like to think we're pretty good. Um, yeah, so you got to pick one side or the other. You can't play them both. <laughs> so after two weeks, I think we are both at 19, 11, and 2, if I'm doing the math right. Uh, Do you think we'll get another isn't time? too shabby. I'm, I'm sort of into the fact we that we won. keep getting ties. I'd like to make it three for three. I'm guessing that's not going to happen. If it does, Donovan McNabb probably won't know what to do with himself. But, uh, His head will explode. He's just going to cease to exist. <laughs> It'll be the end of Donovan probably. McNabb. <laughs> probably poor Donovan. So, so um, why Sorry, don't you tell people how and where they can find us, and then we'll uh, kick it off for week three. Yeah, we are all over social media. Of course, we're here for an hour tonight, as we are every week. We'll be back at our normal night, Wednesday night next week. Uh, we'll take it 9 o'clock Eastern time, as we do each week. And like I said, we've got all kinds of good stuff for you. We've got predictions. We've got your starts and sits, uh, waiver wire picks, uh, daily fantasy, injuries, anything you need to win, we've got it here. As the stats have shown, the numbers don't lie. We've got you covered. But if this isn't enough for you, and I mean, who can blame me? An hour of us is just not enough. You can find us all week long, all over social media. We are on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We are, of course, at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which you should already be on. But if you're not, welcome to the party. You're welcome. We're also on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. Scott's at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and I'm at JKIM16. And, uh, of course, we love talking football with you. So if you have lineup questions, you just want to, you know, hassle us over our picks, we are more than happy to do that. So, like I said, the show doesn't stop just when 10 o'clock hits here. We're with you seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's a beautiful thing. So speaking of uh, hot topics this week, of course, you know, one of the stranger stories is Josh Gordon's you know, demise in Cleveland and his subsequent trade to the Patriots. quite a bit of strange stories Patriots. this week, yeah. There were. I mean, the, the retirement at halftime probably takes the cake on that front. But, 
not the, great. The whole Josh that Gordon, is... <laughs> the, the whole Josh Gordon saga is is pretty strange. I mean, other than I'm pretty sure he's not going to wear number twelve in New England because that's already taken. I feel confident other than that, that you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not really sure what's going on there. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. What, what do you think of him? Would you trade for him if you didn't have him currently on your team? If some owner just got disgusted and cut him, would you look for him on the waiver wire? What What do you think? I know a lot of people, a lot of stuff I've read seems to be comparing his situation to Randy Moss, but I don't yeah. think they're really comparable because you know to as far as I can remember, totally I don't think players. Randy Moss had the off the field issues that, um, or at least not while not, he was a not pro. Not nearly you know, this way. His his off the field issues didn't involve uh, drugs and alcohol that I recall. No, just poor poor temper choices, if you will. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if if I don't have Josh Gordon on my team, I'm not going to trade for him unless I, you know, I'm real desperate for a wide receiver. And even then, like I feel like there are probably better ways to go. Um, if he's on, if he's out there on the waiver wire, and I've got a spot. You know, I've I've got somebody injured, or I've just you know got some somebody underperforming. Um, you know, I'm I'm much more willing to pick him up there. I'm interested to see what the Patriots do with him. I just don't. I think that he had more value to me when he was in Cleveland. Um, I, Tom Brady spreads the ball out a lot. Julian Edelman's going to come back in another week. Uh, I just I don't I don't love him as much on the Patriots as I did on on the Browns. As weird as that sounds. Okay, here's here's a hypothetical trade for you. You have Josh Gordon, and I offer you Kenny Galladay for him. Do you buy it or not? Me, personally, yes. I like Kenny Galladay. Big fan. Okay. Okay. Yep, I'm in. Corey Davis? Oh. I think I, think I would say no to Corey Davis. Okay. Um, Juju you know. Smith-Schuster? I will take I will take Juju off your hands and his bike. Okay. It's got to be part of the deal. <laughs> okay, uh, Keelan Cole. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I might take Keelan Cole. I think I would take Keelan Cole Chris, over Josh Gordon on the Patriots. Chris Godwin. Hmm. I would. Today, no. In two weeks when Deshaun Jackson inevitably is injured again, yes. All right, well, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I would take Chris um, Godwin for uh, – I, I think I would uh, buy it if somebody offered me Chris Godwin for, for Josh Gordon at this I, point. I really but... like Chris Godwin. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I'm worried about what's going to happen once James Winston comes back. Not that I, I think they're going to – sit Ryan Fitzpatrick for James Winston, I think they would be absolutely nuts to do that. Um, I'm just worried that it becomes somewhat of a distraction. Oh, I don't. I would absolutely go back to James Winston when he comes really? back. I mean, really? Yeah. Just I mean, no doubt personal, in your mind. His personal issues aside, the guy was on track to throw for something like 4,500 yards last season, you know, aside from the games he missed. And I know that, you know, fantasy football and NFL winning in the NFL are two different things. And maybe Tampa Bay just thinks, so. their chemistry is so good. But I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, aside for, you know, a nice 
run with the Jets, he's pretty much been a career backup quarterback. And I think his history has shown that if he plays for more than a few games, teams start to figure him out. And I don't think he's suddenly figured out, you know, how to be a top-notch NFL quarterback at age 33 or 35 or whatever he is. So I definitely think Jameis Winston is the future of that team. And even if they're 3-0 and after this week, which you know, is a possibility, then I'm, I'm still going back to Jameis Winston next week if I'm the, the boss. I would, there's no scenario where I would start Jameis Winston next week. None. Absolutely not. I'm sticking with the hot hand. Socrates has a good thing going. Until that stops working, there's no reason to put James Winston in there, especially because they came out and they said he does, he's not guaranteed his job. They're already down on him. You stick with the guy who got you there. James Winston has caused a lot of headaches, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm just – I like what's happening with this offense right now. Their defense is dropping like flies. So you got to don't break anything that's not already broken on that team. Very intrigued to see how this works out. The win at New Orleans, that was impressive to me. Beating a Carson Wentzless team, you know, Carson Wentzless, Carson Wentzless, something like that. Good good King Wentzless, are we we caroling now? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Christmas come three months early, but. Without a Carson Wentzless list, um, you know, the Eagles, yeah, that, that victory isn't as impressive to me as, as the victory against the Saints. But, again, I'm splitting hairs. You know, I'm probably in the minority, but I'm still going back to Jameis Winston if I'm the Bucks when, when he's healthy. Or not when he's healthy, but when his suspension is over. Interesting. Well, clearly so. we're disagreeing already. Yeah, so... With that as a backdrop, why don't we get into uh, some injury news and some waiver wire wrecks for this week? Let's do it. So injury-wise, we had a couple of big names go down. Uh, There's some we're not going to see for a while, some we are. Uh, LaShawn McCoy at the top of the list here, he injured his rib cartilage when his own lineman fell on top of him in just the Bills being the Bills. It used to be the Browns out browning themselves, the Jets being the Jets. Now just the Bills have really hit rock bottom. Um, he's and that considered wasn't even the worst run. That wasn't it even wasn't. the worst injury for Bills running back last week. That's a sad oh. thing. No, that was there was a lot of bad. I mean, things he's the most important player that was injured, but Taiwan Jones' injury I think kind of oh. takes the cake. Oh yeah, it just it was a bet. I, granted, it doesn't seem to ever be a good day to be a Buffalo Bill right now. Fonte Davis obviously took his ball and went home at halftime. That's how bad things were. Um, but as, as you mentioned, bad day to be running back. So LaShawn McCoy, they're saying, is day-to-day. Um, he seems to be in a fair amount of pain still, so I would caution against guaranteeing that he's going to start this week. I think really you shouldn't be playing him even if he does, but he may be out there. Keep an eye on it. In Cincinnati, Joe Mixon had his knee scope. They had to clean some things out. He's going to be out a couple of weeks now, which means Giovanni Bernard, come on down. You're the new starter here for the Cincinnati Bengals. Very interesting there. Um, definitely take a look at him on the waiver wire. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a little while. Dalvin Cook in Minnesota left the uh, the lovely overtime that they had this week. Uh, with a hamstring injury. He said it was mostly due to cramps. He's going to play this week. He should be fine. The Eagles, uh, 
wide receiver situation is bad. <laughs> it's probably the nicest way to play it. You trade for uh, Josh Gordon. I don't understand why they're not working out everybody in the world right now. I don't know. Bryant. Well, Des Bryant, that locker room culture and Des probably aren't going to mix. Um, but honestly, at this point, it might be worth it to just put him in there and I I don't even know, give him his own locker room or something because they've got they've got nothing happening here. Alshon Jeffrey not even putting a timetable on when he's coming back from the shoulder injury, which a guy who's played through injuries almost his entire career, that's not a great sign. Mike Wallace got carted off with a, what looks to be a broken ankle. He's going to be out at least a few weeks. So basically Nelson Aguilar is your only receiver. At this point, they might as well put Nick Foles out there at receiver. So tread lightly. Uh, in kicker news, it was a tough week for them. Uh, a lot of them lost their jobs. But a friend of the show, Greg the Legs Zerline, did not play. Last minute uh, issue with a hamstring led to the Rams basically just saying, we don't even need a kicker to beat people, and they didn't. So he may play this week. He may not. They're waiting to see. So keep an eye on it if, you know, you're trying to run Greg Bleg out there. There are options on the waiver wire. Dan Bailey's got a job now. Get excited, people. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald left in the second half. Several weeks, according to the news today. God, that's not good. Well, no. you know, they seemed okay just running Todd Gurley in for two-pointers, and then they started letting their punter kick field goals. So, I, I mean, if anyone's interested in you're in the area, just like Browns fans were auditioning, you know, to be the next Vince Papali down in New Orleans this weekend, uh, trying to be the next kicker, maybe you too could do that. So keep, Well, they have Dominic on, on the roster who did some place kicking for yes. the Lions a number of That's years That's what ago. I'm trying to see. Although it was exciting to see some drop kick kickoffs on Monday night. There were a lot of weird kicker things happening this week. So yeah. you know how we love kickers. Well, Dan here. Bailey's back in the league. <laughs> I'm That's very excited happy. about that. It took way too long. I'm thrilled. I'm going to put him on my fantasy yeah. team today. I think I'm okay. kidding. I'm Enough not. about kickers. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald left the second half for the Cardinals with a hamstring injury. He plans to play this week, barring any setbacks. Rob Kelly uh, left the game and subsequently was put on IR today with a toe injury for uh, the Redskins. The Giants lost their center to both a broken leg and ankle at the same time. That is a tough way to go down. Not great for Eli Manning. I would be a little bit concerned there. That offensive line was a little weak to begin with. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Carson Wentz going to start for the Eagles this week. I'm sure nobody's heard that yet, but just in case you hadn't. Uh, Jay Ajay, unfortunately, looks like that? he... Pro- uh, I think it's too soon. I think he should be sitting on the I agree with you. I think it's a desperation move because Foles hasn't looked that great I think it's a, weeks a, a horrifically terrible idea, especially because he's no one to throw to. I don't even know why they're doing yeah. this, but... It's the Eagles. Zach Ertz and Nelson Aguilar, and that's about it. That's literally it. That's it. There's nothing beyond that. There's not really even anybody on the practice squad to promote. So that's a good sign. You know, if they just hadn't let Trey Burton go, this could be all right. But we'll talk about Trey Burton later. Uh, JGI looks like he's probably not going to play this week. He left with a back injury in what was a, a plethora of injuries for the Eagles this week. They're looking like they're going to sit him, and uh, that means it's going to be a big dose of Corey Clement this week. Marcus Mariota, they're going to take it probably down to the wire on Sunday to see if he's going to play with the elbow injury this week. He was active last week but didn't play. We got the uh, Blaine Gabbard experience, which we all know and love. 
probably I would think for a hundred yards. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's what a time to be alive. I think that he yeah. may he may make another appearance this week, but you're gonna have to wait and see. Hopefully, you're not putting any of your eggs in either of those baskets. And also, no. Greg Olson thinks he's gonna be back in four to five weeks. If you'd like to stash him with that broken foot, by all means, start thinking about it. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers still is a bum knee. In case anybody was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem to bother him too much. At least I think it bothers life. me more than it bothers him, to be very honest. <laughs> Probably. That's that's so, right. Um, so how about um people that you're looking for wire? We well, uh, since, touched on a couple already got, with uh, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, we've got got a few injuries. Like yeah, those are both on my list. Uh, I also have Aaron Jones coming back Austin off the suspension Eckler. this week. Yep, yeah, that's a Chris good Ivory. Too. Yep. And uh, although I'm not sure Ola. I can recommend anybody for Buffalo with a straight face at this point, even Chris Ivory. No, this is this is you're in a deep league. Times are tough. You know, you've you've got a couple of different injured running backs. Chris Ivory hopefully plays a vulture role, but like realistically, maybe they score a touchdown. I don't think it's going to be a real pretty thing. Um, Buck Allen might fare a little better. Not a whole lot, but mm-hmm. a little better. So. Yeah, Austin Eckler with the with the Chargers, I think he's still a pretty good yeah. pickup. Yeah, I, th- I uh, agree with you there. It could be a nice week. I think they're going to put up some points. Yeah, in terms how, of how uh, wide receivers. Yeah, that's a mystery. Um Wide receivers, I think there are actually a fair number of decent options yes. still on the waiver wires in a lot of leagues. You know, I'll start out by uh, mentioning Keelan Cole, who we talked about briefly before mm-hmm. his potential trade target. Uh, Deshaun Jackson having a nice uh, ride on the Ryan Fitzpatrick you know, um, magic carpet, uh, so much so that he's willing to donate <laughs> his clothes for the post-game press conference. Uh, I, John was, Brown I mean, with, that that Ryan Fitzpatrick press conference, I don't know how we top it this year. There just might not be anything better. No, he looked like <laughs> the spitting image of Conor McGregor. It was pretty funny. I was expecting him to He looked like Conor McGregor's older brother. To it was great. through the team bus. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's probably older than If he Conor does McGregor, that, he's immediately but, starting uh, on all my fantasy teams. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, uh John Brown with Baltimore has had a couple of nice games. Uh, Tyler Boyd with Cincinnati. Uh, Antonio Callaway with Cleveland, who should get more uh, run now with Josh Gordon no longer in town. Uh, D.D. Westbrook also with Jacksonville, tied to Blake Bortles' uh, recent run of success. And then Calvin Ridley had a nice game for the Falcons, and it seems like he's uh, supplanting Mohamed Sanu as uh, Matt Ryan's number two option there. So. He's, he's somebody else that I'd be looking. Any anybody else that you want to add to my list? No, you hit everybody on my list. So we're in agreement in a few things this week. Okay. Um, I'm thinking as far as quarterbacks, you might you might not have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your list. I have him <laughs> on my list, but again, I'm thinking of him more as like a one week pickup. Uh, I think the matchup with the Steelers on Monday night is a pretty good one for him, and I think they'll keep a good thing. You're going on offense, but yeah, I just it, I wouldn't go cutting Jameis Winston to pick him up or the 
a lot of other guys. I'm not sure I would even go cutting um, you know, Dak Prescott to, to pick him up, but we'll see. Uh, other options on the waiver wire? You cutting Dak Prescott. Don't speak such blasphemous things. <laughs> well, it sounded like you're more on the Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, bandwagon right now than Dak Prescott. So, That's valid. That is right. valid. If I had to pick one All today, right. I might go Fitzpatrick. Uh, okay, I'll I'll see you. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll have this conversation again in three to six <laughs> weeks and see how that worked out for you. Fitzmagic uh, still going strong. Blake Bortles had a nice game this past week. Uh, more than made up for the absence of Leonard Fournette and uh, Andy Dalton with Cincinnati has had a couple. Uh, decent games to start the season. Those guys also on my list. And if you're really desperate, maybe throw Joe Flacco on to the list too. But uh, those those are the ones that I'd be looking at if I were either in need of a quarterback due to injury or um, trying to anticipate upcoming bye weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think you hit on them all. I'm I'm intrigued by Joe Flacco. I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. I think maybe I'm a little higher on Baltimore than pretty much everybody else in the world is, but I'm interested. Okay, and as far as tight ends, you mentioned uh, you know, Greg Olson already. Um, Hayden Hurst, the rookie tight end with Baltimore, is still out for several weeks. Of course, they've got about three people that are filling in for him, none of whom are – gathering enough uh, targets or receptions to, you know, there's too much uh, division of labor going on there. If you are in need of a tight end this week, may I suggest uh, Jesse James with Pittsburgh, Austin Safarian Jenkins with Jacksonville, or Austin Hooper with Atlanta. So basically, if you're a tight end named Austin or a running back named Austin, you're on my uh, recommended uh, pickup list for, for this week. And okay. I didn't mention I mean, like, you've got a theme. <laughs> well, I didn't mentioned I, I didn't mention Tavon Austin, who had a nice game uh, last week, but uh, would not be on my recommended uh, wide receiver waiver wire this week. Yeah, uh, one nice game is good. I I just don't know if it a career makes. No, I, I don't think so. And yeah, he's, he's still buried on the Dallas depth chart, even if he did have that one nice game, which was only okay. based on two we'll, receptions. We will take One of them we went a long it. way and went for a touchdown. Yes. So um, should we get into pretty. some – no, and it certainly wasn't. Uh, should we get into <laughs> some individual uh, uh, top lists and uh, avoid lists for the coming week? Let's do it. You want to start with some running backs? Sure. And – Top ones for me this week would be Todd Gurley going against the Chargers, Kareem Hunt against San Francisco, Alvin Kamara against Atlanta, Dalvin Cook against Buffalo, Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler, whoever's starting against the Rams. Uh, Tevin Coleman with Atlanta makes a nice uh, start against New Orleans as long as uh, Devontae Freeman is still out. Um, James Conner, not as impressive week two as he was week one, but uh, still had some receptions and a touchdown catch to make up for it. So I'll go back to the well with him against Tampa Bay. Uh, Jordan Howard with uh, Arizona uh, going against Arizona. And then uh, Leonard Fournette, TJ Elvin, whichever one of those guys is starting going up against Tennessee. And then I'll also throw uh, 
Jay Ajay or Corey Clement, whichever one of them uh, ends up starting going against Indianapolis. Those would be my top 10 uh, running backs for this week. Uh, I'm guessing there was some overlap, but not a lot. Why don't you uh, tell me where you think I'm wrong? You would be correct. Um, So Todd Gurley, definitely at the top of my list. Alvin Kamara, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley are three and four for me. Kareem Hunt rounding out the top five. I think he's due for a big game. Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, James Conner, and Tevin Coleman rounding out my top ten. So we we might have a little bit of overlap there. <laughs> Some overlap, but you'll yeah you'll you'll never guess who the top two on my avoid list for this week would well, be. Well, my number one's Jay Ajay, so things are going great for us. <laughs> okay, well I'll get back at you then by saying my two top avoids for this week would be David Johnson going up against the Bears defense and Saquon Barkley going up against the. Uh, Texans defense and those guys were both on your Somehow, top 10. Right? I have so become clearly... I have become the Giants apologist of this show. I don't know how it happened, but here we are. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, even as a fan, they're just unwatchable right now. They're just yeah. Uh, Eli Manning face is gonna be a season long meme, I'm afraid, but we'll see. Oh, that's so never going rounding, away. Rounding out my uh, probably five years after he retires, people will still be uh, chasing him down in his driveway to get a picture of him to use. And in, in you love but, that. Uh, he does. If there's one thing you like man in gloves, it's the paparazzi following him. Um, yeah, that's definitely the sense I've gotten uh, over the years. <laughs> um, so other people on my avoid list would be uh, the Derrick Henry Deion Lewis combination going against Jacksonville. The Philip Lindsay Royce Freeman combination going against Baltimore, Adrian Peterson going against Green Bay, Marshawn Lynch uh, at Miami, and the Chris Ivory Marcus Murphy combination going against the Vikings defense just has disaster written all over it. Yeah, I mean it could, it could. <laughs> Um, so, I, as I said before, J.H.I. at the top of my list, Isaiah Crowell, Rex Burkhead, Derrick Henry, Chris Carson, Sean McCoy, any of the Bills running backs, pretty much any Bill period, but we'll get there. Carrion Johnson, Theo Riddick, uh, Buck Allen, Alfred Morris. I think perhaps I might see some of these games a little higher scoring than you do. Yeah, we'll see. Um Wide receivers, how about you start with the top, your top 10 from the wide receivers? Perfect. I've got Antonio Brown sitting atop the list. He and Michael Thomas are a 1 and 1A. They're just too good right now. Uh, from there, I've got Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans, A.J. Green, and Devontae Adams. So, yes, I think right, we, we see agree. the Giants game a little differently. <laughs> we agreed on the eight of the ten, which is oh, that's actually good better than us. I thought. All right, that's I good. actually, yeah, it's better than we've done in in quite a while. I think um, I actually have Julio Jones at the top of my list, um, followed by Michael nice. Thomas, AJ Green, Brandon Cooks. We've had a couple nice games for the Rams, and they seem to have figured out how to use him where. Uh, the, the Patriots and the Saints uh, couldn't. Uh, Devontae Adams is on my list. Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Antonio Brown, who I think arguably may not even be the 
best fantasy receiver on his own team right now. Um, Mike Evans and mm-hmm. Keelan Cole round out my top 10. And then uh, just missing were uh, Golden Tate and Juju Smith-Schuster. Old Juju was just outside of mine, too. I think he could have a real nice day. Um, top of my avoid list, Josh Gordon, who we spoke about earlier. Uh, don't start him this week. We don't even totally no. – yes, he's going to play. Yes, his hamstring may or may not be healthy. Don't do it. This is a terrible idea. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Ted Ginn Jr., Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, I guess anyone named Tyler apparently, Jordy Nelson, Pierre Garçon, Michael Crabtree, Kenny Stills, and Sterling Shepard. Hey, I have Odell Beckham Jr. at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald Ooh, okay. second. Amari Cooper. Uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, Paul Richardson, Corey Davis, Tyler Lockett, Kelvin Benjamin, who you mentioned too, mm-hmm. and then Josh Doxson rounding out my uh, list of wide receivers that I don't want anywhere near my starting lineup <laughs> for this week. I just I have higher hopes for for the Giants passing game than you do. I think. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Uh, we'll get to that shortly. A quarterback, um, first shot at the quarterbacks, uh, Patrick Mahomes going up against San Francisco, top of my list. Matt Ryan so against good right New now. Orleans. I, I was not on, on this bandwagon coming into the season, but, like, I'm sold. I get it. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me, me I too. Admit, you I, could I also count color me, as, color me skeptical before the season started, but uh, he's shown quite a bit over the first uh, couple weeks. Uh, Drew Brees is third on my list against Atlanta. Aaron Rodgers fourth against Washington. Jared Goff next against the Chargers. Ben Roethlisberger against Tampa. Kirk Cousins against Buffalo. Tom Brady against Detroit. Phillip Rivers against the Rams. And Jimmy Garoppolo against Kansas City. So as you can tell from my top ten list, uh, I'm anticipating uh, several shootouts this week. Yeah, we definitely have some high-scoring affairs coming down the uh, pipeline here. Uh, Our lists are similar in some regards. I can't ever endorse starting Jimmy Garoppolo. I just can't do it. Uh, But Tom Brady, top of my list. Patrick Mahomes, a a very close second. Aaron Rodgers in three. Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, Ole Fitzmagic coming in at six for me. Alex, uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Alex. Miss Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson rounding out my top ten. <laughs> all right, and I, in all honesty, I had Ryan Fitzpatrick thirteenth on my list, so I'm not it, all that. Okay, uh, I can see maybe you didn't want to go six. I did. I had no problem with that. <laughs> I, I think the genie goes back in the bottle after this week for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but uh, we'll see. So. Um, in terms of my avoid list for this week, I'm going to put Russell Wilson at the top of my avoid list for the second week in a row, uh, going up against your beloved Cowboys. Uh, Case Keenum against Baltimore. Derek Carr against Miami. Marcus Mariota against Jacksonville, if he's healthy enough to play. Sam Bradford against Chicago. I think it's only a matter of time before uh, Sam Rosen gets, um, uh, excuse me, Josh Rosen gets thrown in there. Eli Manning and Josh Allen, who at the you know, even if I liked him as a quarterback, I wouldn't want to start him against the Vikings defense. And you know, if you've listened to the show the past couple of weeks, you've probably 
picked up on the fact that uh, I, I don't really think Josh Allen should be on anybody's fantasy team. You can't even get his name right. That's how little respect you have for him as a human being. Terrible. Terrible. Um, he's not on my start list. I, I respect the Bills are terrible, so I can't even can't even justify that. Um, my void list has Dak Prescott at the top of it. And I didn't like it, but I did it. Uh, Derek Carr, Joe Flacco, Mitchell Trubisky, Andy Dalton, the old Ginger Ninja, uh, Case Keenum, Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor, Sam Darnold, and Blake Bortles. This a lot of the who's who's of Jenna apologists this week. Mm. Tough week fantasy wise. Yeah. Interesting. All right, how about uh, you hitting us with your, your tight end top 10 list? Rob Gronkowski, definitely at the top of the list there. Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, who's basically the only healthy human on that Eagles team. Jordan Reed, who shockingly, we're at week three, still healthy. I'm excited. Keep riding that train as long as you can. Jimmy Graham coming in at five. Evan Ingram, Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph, George Kittle, and Trey Burton rounding out my top 10. Who you got? We had six of the ten overlapping. Uh, I've got the big three, although in slightly different order from most weeks. Uh, Travis Kelsey first, Rob Gronkowski second, Zach Ertz third, George Kittle fourth. I have uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins all the way up at fifth on my list this week, which suggests that I like uh, Jacksonville a little bit more at home against um, the Tennessee this week than you do, but we'll see. Kyle Rudolph, okay. six. Jimmy Graham, seven. Austin Hooper, who finally had a good game last week, eight. Tyler Eifert, who, I, again, I apparently like Cincinnati more this week than you do. And then uh, Jesse James rounding out my yeah. top ten. Probably. I've, I've I Tyler Eifert at the, the top of my avoid list this week, believe it or I not. <laughs> I, I believe it. Okay. Tyler Eifert. Standing tall at the top of the avoid list, followed by Will Disley, Antonio Gates, Ian Thomas at all in uh, Carolina, Mike uh, Gesesky. I just that Miami team makes me a little sad. Uh, <laughs> then I've got Eric Ebron, David and Joku, Jared Cook, Charles Clay, and Ricky Seals Jones. All right, um, I'm only going to mention tight ends that I think you would actually want to, you would consider starting. <laughs> For your team, so I only have three on my avoid list uh, this week. Uh, Evan Engram would be number one. Uh, Jared Cook two, and Charles Clay would be three. They're all startable or have been startable at different points in their yeah. career, but I don't think this is a good week for any of those guys. No, it's those are tough sells. <laughs> I think that's the nicest okay. way to put it. <laughs> all right, uh, defenses. Um, only a handful that I'll really say, you know, I, I want to start them this week. That would be Minnesota, Baltimore, Green Bay, Houston, Jacksonville, and Chicago. Uh, any of those on your uh, top list for this week? Some. Um, I've got Minnesota at the top of my list, surprise, surprise, followed by Chicago, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Baltimore, Houston, Philly, Denver, uh, the Jets, and New England, grounding on my top ten. Okay, um, my avoid <laughs> list is somewhat lengthier this week. Buffalo, Cleveland, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, San Francisco, the Rams, the Chargers, Detroit, and Tampa Bay. 
Okay. Yeah, we we have some similarities there for sure. Um, I think we see a couple of these games as shootouts. I've got New Orleans, Atlanta, Green Bay, Washington, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Arizona, Cincinnati. A lot of points to be had this week. Okay. So in terms of game predictions, uh, probably have to get through these a little bit quicker than we usually do, but let's get to it. Uh, Thursday night game. We can sure try. Jets. Jets at Cleveland. A lot of people thinking Cleveland's going to break their winless streak this week. They've uh, had two close. They've had a tie and a close loss against a decent New Orleans team last week. Um, I do not think the spell is going to be broken this week. I'm going to say we see uh, week one, Sam Darnold uh, sans the the pick six on the first uh, pass attempt of the game. I think we'll see Sam Darnold uh, more like a week one version than week two version. So I'll say Jets 30, Cleveland 27 in a pretty high-scoring game. I am, surprise, surprise, taking Cleveland to win this game. I'm taking them to win 21-17 in a low-scoring Thursday night affair. I think the Cleveland defense is going to stifle Sam Darnold a little bit. I think we're going to see Jarvis Landry run a mile and catch a football for a touchdown. I'm pretty excited about it. All right. Um Next game up, I'll be shocked if we disagree on this one. Minnesota hosting Buffalo. I don't know what the line is, but whatever it is, it's not enough. Um, I'm picking Minnesota to win this by three touchdowns. I'll say Minnesota 35, Buffalo 14. And I'm probably being optimistic and giving Buffalo 14 points. I've got Minnesota winning 34-14. So I also optimistically gave them 14 points because even a blind squirrel finds a nut in the dark sometimes and they're going to find a way into the end zone probably just by accident. They'll be lost, but they'll get there. I just, this is going to be borderline unwatchable. Next game I think is going to be fairly competitive, and that's Cincinnati at Carolina. Uh, Carolina played a lot better at week one at home against Dallas, and they did week two on the road at Atlanta. But I'm impressed by what I've seen from Cincinnati so far, you know, A.J. Green just looks like he's really at the top of his game right now, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win this, probably in a minor upset, but I'll say Cincinnati 27, Carolina 24. If I had to pick a tie for this week, because that's what we do now, this would be the game I'd pick. This would be my pick for the tie. In lieu of that, and I'm going to be thrilled if it actually ends up that way. In lieu of that, I'm going to actually pick Cincinnati to win this by a field goal 23-20. Um, they are they're better than I thought they would be. I don't necessarily think it's going to hold up all year. Carolina is a little bit of a mess right now. So even at home, I don't think they're beating Cincinnati. Okay, next we have uh, Denver at Baltimore. And if I had to vote for a game that would be tied this week, this is actually the one that I would pick. But uh, a new it segment is, on the show. Vote for a tie. For yeah, this you know, pick your tie. <laughs> uh, choose a tie for me. That'll that'll be the new segment on the show. Um, outlandish tie. Um, I think I, that would be Minnesota Buffalo would be an outlandish tie. But uh, anyway, as aggressive even for us. Yeah, I I think Baltimore at home is going to win this, and I'll take them by a field goal since they have a healthy kicker. I'll say Baltimore 24, Denver 21. I've got Baltimore winning 23-17. I would love to have Denver win this game, but I, just, I think Baltimore might be a real a real deal. I think they could be an actual thing all year long. I'm getting tentatively on this bandwagon here. 
uh, more on the Cincinnati bandwagon than the Baltimore bandwagon. But I'm decidedly not on the Cincinnati bandwagon, so we've now drawn a line no in the ginger sand. Ninja. <laughs> in the no ginger ninja for you. Yes. I am, okay. I, yeah, I, I, just, I can't do it. All right. Uh, next up, Green Bay at Washington. It sounds like you're expecting a little bit more of a shootout than I am. I'm taking Green Bay by two touchdowns on the road, even with Aaron Rodgers on one leg. I'll say Green Bay 31, Washington 17. I yeah, we see this a little bit differently. Um, I think Washington's going to bounce back from last week. I think that was a a blip on the radar. I don't necessarily think they're only going to put up nine points. I've got Green Bay winning this by a field goal and a close one, 27-24. Fantasy points for everybody. Okay. We shall see. Next up, um, (laughs) Philadelphia hosting Indianapolis. And I think between Corey Clement and Carson Wentz coming back and throwing all day to Nelson Aguilar and Zach Ertz, I think Philadelphia will do just enough to bounce back and win this game. If they lose, somehow manage to lose this and go to one and two, there's going to be bedlam in the city of brotherly love. But, uh, I'll pick Philadelphia to eat this out. I'll say Philadelphia 28, Indianapolis 24. Get ready for bedlam, people. I got Indianapolis coming into Philly, winning 23-21. And I don't think Carson Wentz is enough to save this team right now, unless you're going to line up Nick Foles at wide receiver and have him run four or five-yard button hook patterns all day. I don't know who you're throwing the ball to. Nelson Aguilar drops more than he catches. He's not winning battles. Zach Ertz is one human. He's going to have six guys covering him because nobody else is a viable threat. I just I, I just think Indianapolis has a little bit more offensive firepower, and I think they'll be able to overcome the Eagles even at home. I think I might. I might also, I think... in, in unrelated news, I might also not have a job after my boss hears this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Well, <laughs> you, sh- you can certainly for be employment by the time you hear this. <laughs> Chief prognosticator at uh, the Fourth and Inches show. You can add that title yeah. to your resume and that, see how far it gets. That's going to look real nice at the top of my resume. <laughs> yeah. Current employment. I'm, so, I'm officially um, going to be a free agent like Des Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Well, my guess is you'll probably handle your free agency a little bit better than he has. But uh, sure gonna try. I honestly, I think. Not to go totally, totally far off on this tangent, but I think we're like maybe two weeks away from Des Bryant doing a T.O. workout in his driveway. I think it's coming soon. Maybe he should just race T.O. and see which one's still faster. I would, I would pay money to watch that on pay-per-view, I think. I'm just being very honest. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I, Philadelphia, the... <laughs> Yeah, maybe they'll just run the Philly special on every play and see if Indianapolis's defense can figure it out. Nick Foles has the best hands out of their entire wide receiver core right now. That's not the worst idea. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think I like Nelson Aguilar a little bit more than you do. And I also I, like Corey Clement like as a pass-catching back, but we'll see. Uh, next up, we have what I think is one of the more entertaining games of the day. That's... Uh, New Orleans at Atlanta. Last year, surprisingly, this game was pretty low scoring at Atlanta. I think it was 2017 or something. It may have even been a Thursday night game late in the season, if memory serves, and it probably doesn't. But this one, I'll go. I'll say that it goes to form and that it's a uh, shootout with Atlanta winning 34-31 at home. I've got Atlanta winning 41-35 at home. 
I'm, I'm taking this as the highest scoring game of the day. Big time start everybody on both sides of the ball here, fantasy-wise. And we'll talk about that in the DFS picks here in a little bit. But Atlanta, my Super Bowl pick, is going to come out of the gate looking strong. They're going to finally look like they have it together. I'm excited about it. If you like Atlanta that much or to score that many points, how is uh, Matt Ryan not higher on your uh, QB list? I think I think he's – well, for my money, he was 11 or 12. But I just – I think they're okay. going to run the ball. I really like Tevin Coleman this week. I think he's probably a bigger factor for me than Matt Ryan. Although Matt Ryan, two rushing touchdowns and two in the air last week, something Michael Vick never yeah, did he, as a Falcon. He he definitely won me my uh, fantasy, one of my fantasy matchups this past week with the two rushing touchdowns, although hopefully for his uh, longevity and health, he'll uh, revert yeah, to throwing three or much, four touchdowns but, uh, passes yeah. a game and not rushing for them. Let, leave that to the Tevin Coleman's and the Devontae Freeman's of the world. Next up, yeah, we've got so. the Giants at Houston. Again, the less said the better about this. Giants traveling to Texas for the second week in a row, and I think it's going to be a similar outcome. I'll say Houston 27, Giants 17. I have the Giants winning 21-20. I'm not, I'm not on board with Houston right now, which by proxy means the Giants have to win this game. <laughs> this is not going to be pretty by any stretch. Um. I will publicly acknowledge your your <laughs> superior pick skills if if that actually happens. But uh, I still uh, hope it count, does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, this will probably I think, be the one I think you'll be could for the do this. I think it's doable. He's he's your number one receiver and your number one running back all in one human. It's maybe he can be our number one passer too because we don't seem to have one right now. Why not? He's the everyman. Okay, <laughs> he can snap it to himself, fake a handoff to himself, and then throw the ball. You don't to have himself a center; and... he might as well. I mean, here we go. Well, that's true. Problem solved. Right. Cool. Well, we're happy to do that yep. here on the Fourth and Inches it. show. Next, <laughs> thanks for that. Next, we've got uh, Oakland at Miami. Two teams that are uh, probably not going to be contending for playoffs. <laughs> I can't. I give up. All right, um, but if, if anything can restore a straight face to me, it'll be this game, Oakland at Miami. Uh, not not very high up either on the got-to-watch-this list or the fantasy points list, but since we're picking winners here, I'll go with Miami 24, Oakland 21. I'm picking Oakland to win this 30-24. to 24. I get a little bit higher score. I just I just pray this game doesn't go and the six wrong hours. Team. <laughs> I think Oakland's bouncing back. John Gruden's going to look moderately less cranky on the sideline. I still would like a picture-in-picture picture of him during all the games. Um, but you know what? I just I think Oakland has a little bit more talent. they got a higher ceiling. I think they're coming into sunny Miami, and they're coming home with a win. All right. And next up, we've got San Francisco at Kansas City. And I will pick Kansas City in a shootout. I'll say Kansas City. 35 and San Francisco 27, which by um, by um, just reasoning then suggests that I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for six touchdowns this week if they're only going to score five. Well, that's fair. I think just numbers-wise, that makes sense. I have Kansas City winning this 35-21. I am much less optimistic about old Jimmy Garoppolo than you are, but that is a, a theme we have, we've seen over the last few weeks. <laughs> Okay. 
Next, we've got uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Jacksonville showed me a lot from the way they handled the Patriots last week, and I definitely mm-hmm. think uh, Tennessee is walking wounded, and I just don't really see them getting much going against Jacksonville's defense. Uh, Blake Bortles is more than adequate as a, as a fantasy option right now, I think. You don't own one of the big guns. I'll go with uh, Jacksonville to win here, I'll say, Jacksonville 28, Tennessee 2017, uh, 28, Tennessee 17, and I would start Blake Bortles over Russell Wilson this week. I agree. I co-sign that. This is the battle of quarterbacks my fantasy teams are named after. Mariota Cart and Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles do very fine by me. Um, but t- this week, it's going to be old Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles. Blake Bortles taking the W, going 30, 30 points strong. I've got Tennessee scoring 17, and I think um, at least one of those touchdowns is coming from their defense. I just Jacksonville's very good. Their defense is even better. And Tennessee, like you said, there's just no momentum right now. Just between the injuries and just kind of an underwhelming start, it just uh, leaves a little to be desired. All right, next up we've got the Battle of Los Angeles, the Chargers at the Rams. So... Uh, good news, I guess, for the Chargers is that uh, they essentially get another home game. I imagine that some of the fans there will be rooting for them. Um, yeah. I'm impressed by the Rams so far. Yeah, I can see why people pick them as a Super Bowl team. I can also see why people pick the Chargers as a Super Bowl team, their week one loss to the Chiefs aside for now. Um, but I am going to well, pick yeah. the Rams to win this pretty handily. I'll say uh, Rams 38-28. I've got the Rams winning 30 to 21. I've got this a little bit more of a defensive battle. I think that it's going to be more a ground and pound them kind of game, and you're going to eat the clock up with these run these running backs. But I just I, I would think that maybe we could add some stipulations like loser leaves Los Angeles. You know, only one can. I really add some oomph to this game. But alas, the league did not ask me, so we're going to just play it straight up. <laughs> the Chargers are good, but you know, I just this early in the season, I still think it's the Rams game to win. When the Rams were playing in St. Louis, they had the greatest show on turf, you know, yeah. in the late 90s, early 2000s. And you know, it definitely looks like they're reprising that uh, high octane offense between Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks and they're, Robert Wood. They're and a real Woods fun team to watch. That's for Jared sure. Jared Goff is definitely turning into a a decent fantasy option to, you know, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they're fun to watch too. So, yeah, so that'll be uh, definitely one of the games I'll be more interested in on, on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I, okay, I think uh, we'll, next... we'll get to the one I'll probably be watching later. But, yes, this is one I will have my eye on. <laughs> okay. Um, next up we've got Chicago traveling to Arizona and – I think Arizona, if they don't start showing me, I think they have more potential than the Bills do and probably than the Giants do this season, but they certainly haven't shown it so far this season. Chicago's defense, every bit as good, every bit as good as advertised uh, with Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is unbelievable. He's absolutely unbelievable. We all know how good he is, and we know he's coming, and he still is that good. And I'm going to go with the Bears to win this game uh, fairly handily. I'll say Bears 27, 
and um, you know, the Cardinals 17. I'm going to take the Chicago Khalil Max to win 27 to 7. That's, that's how I view wow. this game. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, Arizona just doesn't have anything going. They've got, yes, they have potential. They have good players on that team. They are far and away a better team than the Bills. I think if the Giants, if Eli Manning could look like a shell of himself, could probably be a better team than Arizona right now. But I just, this Chicago defense is really, really good. And it's not just Khalil Mack. I mean, that defense has really stepped it up since he walked through that door. And I, if I'm another team, if I'm in that division, I'm very worried about Chicago all of a sudden. And I think they have a ways to go on offense still before I would worry too much. Yeah, but that, that defense that good. All they Bay, have to right? do is just not lose the game on offense. That's it. Mitchell Trubisky yeah, can probably um, handle that. Yeah, we'll see. If, if their offense improves as the season goes on, that definitely has the look of a playoff team right now on you know, the strength of their defense. But uh, we'll see if that offense is up to the challenge or not as the season goes on. Another game, yeah, which I'm yeah, sure you'll be watching out. intently, uh, Dallas at Seattle. And I'm going to continue with uh, picking the road teams in the late games on Sunday. And I'm going to pick your Cowboys to... Uh, Beat Seattle, who I think it's just the shambles on offense right now. I'm going to go uh, Dallas Things 24, Seattle 21. Yeah, I have Dallas winning 21-17. Going back to Seattle, it's just, you know, the uh, the Tony Romo crying on the one-yard line highlight has to keep coming back. So if we could do something to erase that, that would be nice. But holy moly, did that Seattle offensive line look bad. And then Russell Wilson showed up and didn't get any better. I mean, that was that was brutal on Monday night this week. Ooh. And Sunday evening game, we've got the Patriots at the Lions. And I think you know, second week in a row on the road for the Patriots, but I think they're going to bounce back nicely here. Detroit has shown that they can score on offense, but that they can't really prevent other teams from scoring on defense. So I'm going to go with the Patriots by a field goal, uh, which might be uh, too kind to Detroit, but I'll say Patriots 30, Detroit 27. I've got New England winning 31-21. I want Detroit to be better, but like you said, their defense has looked a bit disinterested, and uh, New England is poised to exploit that. So I, I think it's a lower-scoring game than it certainly could have been because Detroit, like I said last week, they still have something to prove. they got that chip on their shoulder. Prime time against, you know, a, a perennial Super Bowl pick is, you know, if they can at least look respectable, it's kind of a win in my book for them. But I'm with you that I don't start Josh Gordon this week. If I were going to start no. any New England receiver this week, it would be Philip Dorsett, I think. But uh yeah, no, I always not like Josh Chris Hogan. Gordon. Nice little flex option. He just, uh, yeah. So far, he hasn't gotten it done this season. But uh, but here's the thing: the I'm week I don't start him, that's when he's gonna he's gonna score, you know, three touchdowns and have like 130 receptions. I know it because that's what Bill Belichick does. I trust my judgment a little more than 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 that, but. Hmm. Uh, yeah, hopefully yours. <laughs> I, I trust your judgment a little more than that too. Is what I was trying to say. I don't know about uh, that either. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the final game of the 
the week, which is kind of interesting because when I was writing the blurb for the show, I said, you know, is Pittsburgh's bad start for real and is Tampa Bay's hot start for real? It worked out very nicely. Phenomenon will collide this week, and I still think that ultimately Pittsburgh is the superior team. I think they'll get past all the Antonio Brown dissension and missing Levy and Bell, and I think they'll figure out how to win this game with their offense. I'll still say uh, Pittsburgh uh, 31, Tampa 27, and let me guess you're going to pick Tampa Bay. I'm sticking with Fitzmagic. You better believe it. I've got him winning the 33-27. Nice little shootout on Monday night. You better stay up for this one. It's going to be good. The week. Maybe <laughs> not the week that the wheels come off the cart for Tampa Bay, but I just uh, – maybe you're right. Maybe Pittsburgh's defense is just overrated. They they certainly haven't uh, shown much the they first couple weeks. They have not shown us that the they season, are adequately but... rated. So I think overrated is a fair assessment. Okay. They come out and shut so down have... old Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, maybe I become a believer. Maybe. I'm not saying All yes, right. but maybe. So we disagreed on five games this week, which is good only in that we can't both get the same number right unless, of course, there's another Somebody's tie in one of the games week. that we disagree yeah. on. We'll see if that happens. Uh, why don't you uh, give us your DFS recommendations with the few minutes we have left? As we talked about, there are a couple of high-scoring games this week. Uh, Stack accordingly. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, and Kansas City, to me, are your three best options as far as stacking goes for the bang for your buck. Obviously, from there, we're going to give you a couple of options that are more value plays so that you you can put a couple of Falcons in your lineup if you want to. We make it happen here. Um, But if you're looking to save a little money at quarterback, Drew Brees, for the points you're going to get out of him this week, where where he's going to cost you, absolutely go for it. Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, I'm on the bandwagon hard. Ryan Tannehill and Joe Flacco running out the value there. At running back, I can't say enough about how good Tevin Coleman and Giovanni Bernard look this week. Jamal Williams for Green Bay, obviously, I see that going a little differently than Sherpa does, so we're going to see who who, uh, gets that one there, but... Lamar Miller could have a nice day. Philip Lindsay, Kareem Hunt, as we talked about before, I think is poised for a nice week. At wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Robert Woods, and Chris Thompson. Tight end, George Kittle and Eric Ebron are my top two there. And at defense, Houston, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Miami all are going to be good plays for you. And they're going to save you a little coin, which is always good. Spend it wisely on your flex. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of the show this week. Like I said, we're here for you all week long. We'll be back next week, Wednesday night, on our normal night at 9 o'clock Eastern time. You can find us on social media at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, fantasy underscore Sherpa, and JKIM16. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Good luck, guys, unless, of course, you're playing us. Go Seahawks.